Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Thursday, October 28th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The St. Louis Art Museum's new director wants to be sure the 142-year-old institution can change with the times. It has been an incredibly difficult and challenging time for everyone, including museums. And we are looking at a situation where the ground beneath us is constantly shifting. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin speaks with Min Jung Kim about her plans for one of the region's cultural crown jewels. The latest effort to revive the loop trolley has failed. The East-West Gateway Council of Governments yesterday rejected a plan to accept a more than $1 million federal grant to restart the 2.2-mile route. St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones and County Executive Sam Page supported the proposal as long as no more local money was pumped into the project and bi-state development operates the trolley. St. Clair County Executive Mark Kern opposed that idea. From all appearances, it's going to be a loser. Uh, I think we ought to leave tourism to the locals, and I think we need to concentrate on important things like security on Metrolink. The vote could leave federal funding for future transportation projects in jeopardy. A Democratic state lawmaker from the Kansas City area expects congressional redistricting to dominate the 2022 legislative session. Missouri lawmakers need to redraw the state's eight congressional districts when they return in January. Some Missouri Republicans want to draw a map with seven GOP seats, primarily because Illinois Democrats are proposing an aggressive congressional map that benefits their party. State Representative Robert Sauls of Independence says creating safe seats in places like Missouri and Illinois is a real problem for voters. The reality is both parties are doing it. The I, the irony is that that you know the people don't want that. I, I don't like the. I, I think districts should be competitive. Sauls was a guest on Politically Speaking. The episode is posted at stlpr.org. An effort is being launched to measure air quality near churches in communities of color. Metropolitan Congregations United hopes it will reduce the environmental risks facing black St. Louisans. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Roger Burton is pastor of New Northside Missionary Baptist Church. He says nearly two-thirds of his members suffer from asthma or know someone with a lung condition. Burton says air pollution in North St. Louis is partly to blame. Metropolitan Congregations United aims to help through its community-based air quality program. Researchers will place monitors at churches to measure ozone levels and other pollutants. Burton says black people need to call for an end to air pollution that harms their communities. This fight is not for any one segment of the population. This is us, too. So in addition to all the other things we're lifting up, you know, criminal justice reform, this needs to be right up there. The program will launch next month. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. A 31-year-old Highland man has been charged with first-degree murder in the deadly shooting of a pontoon beach police officer at a gas station. Scott Hyden was arrested following Tuesday's shooting of 36-year-old officer Tyler Timmons. Madison County State's attorney Tom Haney says Hyden was being held without bond yesterday in the Madison County Jail. Hyden also faces several other charges, including unlawful possession of weapons by a felon and possessing a stolen firearm. Timmons was shot at a gas station along Route 111. 
The St. Louis Art Museum's new leader wants to build on the institution's legacy while adapting to a new era. Min Jung Kim took the reins in September after six years of leading the New Britain Museum of American Art in Connecticut. As a woman and a native of South Korea, Kim stands out among a crowd of arts leaders who are predominantly male and white. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin asked Kim how she seeks to include more diverse voices in the museum world. Really taking a step back and asking ourselves a very basic, fundamental, yet deceptively complex question, which is, what is American art? What is American? What is not? Who is American? Who is not? Whose stories are being told and whose stories are not being told? And being able to hopefully bring in a broader and a more diverse range of artists, not only in terms of uh, greater representation of, of race and ethnicities, but also many museums' collections are represented by less than 25% women or female-identifying artists. And unless it is addressed with a certain level of intentionality, this is not something um, that will really change. I wonder if coming in as a new person in this, in this seat, uh, that gives you a, a real fresh opportunity to make changes to things that are the way we've always done them. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I have to say, on the one hand, I, I was indeed very curious as to whether this was the type of an institution having its 142-year old, long, and distinguished history, uh, indeed open to change. But I have to say, my initial first impressions is, on the one hand, I'm not sure if change is exactly the right word. In other words, there's nothing really wrong with this museum. It, it's an extraordinary museum. So it's less, less about change that is needed, but rather a continued adaptation to our times. Um, it has been an incredibly difficult and challenging time for everyone, including museums. And the St. Louis Art Museum has been very fortunate. But at the same time, we are looking at, um, at a situation where the ground beneath us is constantly shifting. So if anything, it's, it's really about uh, trying to continue to keep our ear to the ground, uh, listen to our constituents, understand the changing needs of our visitors uh, and the cultural landscape as a whole. And I do want to acknowledge you're the first woman to lead this institution in its 142 years, first person of color hired in a permanent fashion, first immigrant to lead the institution. Is there room at the staffing and the management level to include more voices that have not been a part of the decision making? I certainly hope so. But I hope also that I'm not the only voice, that there are many others that can that can be a part of this conversation as a whole, not only um, within the senior leadership of the museum, but throughout the staff as a whole, and the ways in which we might be able to create this as um, a, a new uh, precedent so that uh, the, the fact of being the first uh, becomes less of a novelty <laughs> and less of an exception, but rather more of the norm. Something in the news. Uh, this week and last week, the Art Institute of Chicago uh, completely revamped their docent program with the idea that you end up having a very particular demographic tends to be docents, which is older uh, white women of means who, for instance, can volunteer on a Tuesday afternoon. 
Is that something the museum might look at? Um, there is uh, no plan or intention uh, to do anything but to continue to show how much we value and appreciate our existing docents. I think it's less about um, how do you make our circles of engagement smaller, but how do you make them more expansive and um, even, even wider to include uh, more individuals and more diverse perspectives. That's St. Louis Art Museum Director Min Jun Kim speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.